Welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris from PleasureMechanics.com, and on this podcast, we have honest, explicit, wholesome conversations about sex, pleasure, joy, and connection. Come on over to PleasureMechanics.com, where you will find all of the resources we have been generating for you since 2006. We have been dedicated to creating effective techniques and strategies so you can experience more pleasure, joy, and intimate connection with those you love. You'll find it all at pleasuremechanics.com. And if you are new to the show, be sure to enroll in our free online course at pleasuremechanics.com slash free. On today's episode, we are joined by a special guest to talk to us about how we can all become agents of change in the struggle for sexual freedom and liberation. No small topic, but we break it down into how you can get involved everywhere from the kitchen table with your family to your children's school to the national and political level How can we all show up and build power and collectively create a more pleasurable future for us all? We are joined in conversation by Mandy, representing the Woodhull Freedom Foundation. They're the only national human rights organization that works full-time to affirm and protect sexual freedom as a fundamental human right. At the end of this episode, we are going to invite you all to consider joining us this summer for the Woodhull Sexual Freedom Summit. It's in early August near the nation's capital, and we would love to see you there. Charlotte and I will both be there, and we would love to see you. If you're going to come, please reach out. And you will find all of the information you need in the show notes to get involved on whatever level feels right to you. So here we go in conversation with the Woodhull Freedom Foundation about how we can all become agents of erotic liberation and sexual freedom. Cheers. Welcome, Mandy, to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. Thank you. So excited to be here. Will you please introduce yourself briefly and who you're here representing? Yeah, absolutely. So um, good morning. I am Mandy Sally. Um, I use she, her pronouns, and I am here representing the Woodhall Freedom Foundation, Mm -hmm. of which I am the chief operating officer, um, which is just a fancy way of saying that I do a lot of things at Woodhall. and. Woodhall Freedom Foundation, if it's okay for me to kind of tell you a little bit about us, we are a human rights organization. We were started in 2003, and our mission is a very simple one, and that is to affirm sexual freedom as a fundamental human right. Mm. Um, Yes, Uh, simple and (laughs) complex and broad, all all in one, kind of. So we work on a lot of issues um, all around sexual freedom um, and human rights. I think one of the important things that I would want people to know about Woodhall is that human rights are central to our mission um, because we believe that 
sexual pleasure and sexual freedom are fundamental human rights. And we work at that intersection of sexual rights and human rights. Mm. Can you paint this picture for us a little more? Because as we hear these terms, sexual freedom, you know, it's all too easy. And in, you know, my lifetime of work, I've had people ask me, you know, but you're such a committed activist, isn't sexuality something kind of frivolous, hedonistic, extra, kind of the cherry on top once we get everything else solved? And for me, absolutely not. It's like really foundational mm -hmm. to this entire question of human rights, climate change, um, mm -hmm. building an equitable society for us all. So how do you think of, first of all, like what does sexual freedom hold for you as broadly as possible? And how do we make that link to human rights when there's kind of so much, you know, we're in active war and when there's so much egregious breach of human rights, like what is the place of sexuality within that for you? Yeah. So I think you're right. Right. Well, one, that's a big question. So I'm going to try Always. my best to tackle it. <laughs> um, but I think for me, like sexual freedom is really personal. You're a hundred percent right in that, but my sexual freedom is just as important to me as many of my other identities. Um, and I think that the important thing to know about sexual freedom and the, well, let me back up here. Mm -hmm. The important thing to know about human rights is that every human being has them, right? So just by virtue of being born, you have human rights. And that sets them apart from civil rights, which had to be given to you by law. So mm. I think that's an important distinction to make kind of right off the bat. Um, and, and that's why we talk about sexual freedom as a human right, because it's yours. And you should not have to have any parts of your sexual freedom given to you by a politician, by a law. Um, however, <laughs> sexual freedom is a heavily legislated topic. Um, and I think while sexual freedom can be about sex and the act of sex and who you're having sex with and how you're having sex, it's about so much more. You know, I consider gender identity part of sexual freedom. I would consider sexual orientation part of sexual freedom. Um, reproductive rights, absolutely a part of sexual freedom. And so these are all things that while personal having to do with the individual and the body are legislated. And that is why I think these are important things to talk about in the context of human rights, because they affect everybody, you know, um, and their hours. And I think they are really, um, it's important to protect them. And it's really important to fight for them because regardless of how you vote or who you are, you have a sexuality. Right. Um, and so I think that's why it's so important and so important in the context of all of those other things you mentioned. Um, I also think that, you know, all of these other things um, overlap with sexual freedom. You know, that's one of the things we talk about. I think particularly you mentioned the environment and there's a sex educator named Annie Sprinkle who identifies as ecosexual, right. And is all about loving the earth and, and environmental justice in the context of sexual freedom. So I also think it's one of these things where it's not a or, right? You know what I mean? It's an and. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of how I choose to and how Woodhall chooses to conceptualize human rights and sexual freedom. 
Well, and I think it's so interesting, you know, coming up and Annie Sprinkle, by the way, is my sex ed mama. I call her mother. Um, <laughs> and so she's definitely big a part of my lineage. And um, for me, that example of ecosexuality and engagement with environmental crisis for her, like came out of a direct erotic engagement and love of the earth and the environment. So we go from this mm -hmm. place of luxury to an awakeness and awareness and a sense of power, right? And this is what for mm -hmm. me sexuality also does is it helps us wake up into our very individual and unique sense of personal power and agency when Absolutely. we can know what we want and ask for it and then broaden that out to like, what is the culture we want to build and how do we ask for it? Mm -hmm. um, and amongst the sexuality field, I find so many um, portals of engaging with agency and political power and building a sense of um, purpose, power, and the ability to then get shit done. So this is what Audre Lorde, when she talks about the erotic, says, it kind of sets our aspirations, it shows us what is possible, and then gives us the fuel to get that done. Um, yeah. So how do you think about civic engagement, like for all of our listeners, no matter where they are in the world, what are one or two mm -hmm. ways we can wake up as kind of erotic citizens and engage in the sexual freedom fight and become kind of sexual activists, um, no matter where we're at? Yeah, I think it's a really good question. And I think, you know, when I think about activism, I, I kind of think of it coming from a social work background in micro and macro, mm -hmm. right? The individual and then sort of the community. Yes. And so I wanna answer it for both, um, both sides of that. And I think one of the ways that you can show up for sexual freedom is by being your sexual free self. Mm -hmm. um, if you are there, right? You know, if you are somebody who has overcome sexual shame and um, maybe, you know, you're somebody who's come out as LGBT, right um be that person in your community you know and i know that's asking a lot that's no small feat um particularly depending on where you live right um and who your community is but i think that's the very first step you know if we can show up as our authentic selves at the dinner table that's really powerful mm -hmm. right and and we can do so much more from there so i think that's the first step and I want to put a yeah. pin in that and say you don't have yeah. to be a marginalized sexual identity mm -hmm. to show up for all. this. And more and more, we actually need straight white men. We need women, cis women at the mm -hmm. table um, advocating for the kinship of us all and also to get free mm -hmm. themselves. Right. It's like I think um, a lot of people think they are more sexually free than they perhaps are. And on this podcast, we talk a lot about getting out of the scripts and shoulds mm -hmm. and shame that really narrow our windows of erotic possibility and sense of kinship with one another. Um, so this mm -hmm. is for all of us. Please continue. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I know. I, I really appreciate that. And I think it's really important to make that point, right? Um, because, yeah, your sexual self is so important, you know? Um, and yes, I want people, I think it just comes down to being who you are, right? Um, just make it a part of who you are and, and be able to have those conversations. Um, so it starts there. That, that would be my first piece. I think, and then I am very much a believer in change happening 
at the small community level first and then moving out, right? So if you are a member of the school board, that there's a lot of power there, right? Mm-hmm. And it might not seem like it because you're not running this huge campaign, you're not on TV, you know, yada, yada, yada. But the school board members have so much power and influence over their communities and their schools, mm-hmm. right? And so I think getting involved in your community at whatever level that is, doesn't have to be running for something like the school board. Uh, it could be showing up to the school board meeting, <laughs> you know, um, showing up to your town hall meeting. Those are really important things because as we talked about, sexual freedom issues are everywhere. Um, and so I think getting involved in your communities is really huge. And then supporting the organizations that are doing that work, right? You know, of course, Woodhall is one of those organizations, but we're doing stuff on a national level, right? Every community usually has some sort of organization working on a sexual freedom issue. You know, um, I'm particularly thinking of the sex work community. Um, You know, that's a really strong advocacy community and they are everywhere. And a lot of them are very hyper local. And so I think what we're learning also is that all of our issues overlap, right? So if I'm a parent and I am part of that school board, um, I might be having a conversation about, um, I'll say books, because Mm -hmm. books are very much in uh, the news right now, particularly the book bans. Mm -hmm. And that conversation is really important, not only to the kids in school, but all of the parents. And I think that if we start talking to each other, we can see where all of our issues overlap and where we can work together. And that's where the real power is, right? Because when we start connecting over our shared values, we start building coalitions, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're not one person anymore. You're a group, right? And the group gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's how we make change. Um, You know, so I, I, that's always what I say to people is like, just get involved, you know, or um, sign up for a newsletter, you know, just see what's going on. Um, And then of course, um, in this country, and I'm going to speak specific to this country, because this is where Woodhall does most of our work, and I don't want to overstep my bounds. Um, Calling your senators, calling your legislators, tweeting them, if you're not a phone person, which I know a lot of people are not, um, you know, that all makes a difference. And those are things that take very little time, um, but are really important in the grand scheme of things. Um, so I'm all about empowering the individual to do those little things that make a really big difference. After a short break to thank our sponsors, we will continue this conversation and invite you into a potentially life-changing experience and maybe a chance to meet us in person this summer. We want to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors for making this episode possible. At likeakitten.com, you can order a curated box of beautiful sex toys, lube, accessories, and lingerie, all curated from a beautiful selection of high-quality toys that will thrill and delight you. You can choose a pre-selected seasonal box, or you can create your own box according to your desires and wants and interests in the moment. 
You'll find it all at likeakitten.com slash pleasure or use the code pleasure to get 15% off these beautiful curated boxes of pleasure tools and toys. Discover it all at likeakitten.com and use the code pleasure for 15% off and free shipping. Your toys will arrive in a gift ready but discreetly shipped box ready for you to gift to yourself as an act of self-care or present as a gift to someone you care for. That's likeakitten.com slash pleasure and discover these beautiful boxes of pleasure tools ready to delight you and make you purr. Big thanks as well to our new sponsor, betterhelp.com. At betterhelp.com, you will be matched with a professional therapist that specializes in your area of concern. When we enrolled with betterhelp.com, we were able to choose therapists that specialized in what we wanted to talk about right now. We were able to choose a queer-friendly therapist, someone who has experience in poly issues, and Charlotte and I both were paired with different but equally supportive therapists that are there for us 24-7 via text messages, scheduled phone or video sessions, all at an affordable price that makes professional support more accessible for us all. We want you to have the support and care you deserve. Go to betterhelp.com slash pleasure. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash pleasure for 10% off your first month of care. That's betterhelp.com slash pleasure. And as always, you will find all of our sponsor links and generous discounts at pleasuremechanics.com slash toolbox. That's pleasuremechanics.com slash toolbox. And now back to our conversation about sexual freedom for us all. Cheers. And how do we feel less alone in that? What are some of the ways like we can reach out to Woodhull Mm -hmm. um, or get resourced in this so we have more facts and information to go into the conversations with, um, but also so we can feel a sense of community and being part of something bigger, mm-hmm. which is part of like personal happiness mm-hmm. and erotic well-being mm-hmm. is feeling like we're not alone in this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what I will say is on Woodhall's website, which is woodhallfoundation.org, um, we have a page all about our communities and it's uh, about the various communities we support. And on each of those pages, we have a section called allies, which are allies to Woodhall working in these specific communities. And so if you are looking for specific resources, um, I think that's a great place to start um, because you can not only see the organizations working on these issues, but we put our blog posts, we put resources, you know, for the reading, all of that on our website. So I think that's a great place to start, like one-stop shopping, you know? Um, But I also think, you know, one of the things that has come to light during COVID, right, when our lives have become so virtual, is that these communities are out there and everybody is kind of looking for the community, right? Uh, Particularly if you're feeling othered in some way or it's a really sensitive issue. 
Um, I would mm -hmm. also encourage people, I get emails at Woodhall all the time just saying, you know, I'm looking for this. I need help for this, whatever. Um, and I do my best to connect people because one of the things that Woodhall really tries to do is be a part of various coalitions and communities. And so I get questions all the time to the um, info at woodhallfoundation.org email uh, <laughs> and, you know, flood my inbox because I'm happy to connect people as well if, if I can. Um, mm. So. Well, and another way to connect that I think is one of the most powerful things that definitely changed my life mm -hmm. and I want to invite folks into is attending an in-person erotic wow. event Yes, and specifically a conference or a summit and even more specifically <laughs> the Sexual Freedom Summit. Can you tell us about the upcoming Sexual Freedom Summit, which I'm so excited we are going to be attending? Yes. What is it? Who is it for? And what can it unlock for folks? Yeah. Okay. So the summit is, well, first of all, I have to say the summit is how I discovered Woodhall. Okay. And yeah. I'm super, super passionate about it. Um, and I, I love the summit. So the summit is short for the Sexual Freedom Summit. Um, it is Woodhall's annual conference. We are in our 12th year. Uh, this year, it'll be August 4th to the 7th in Alexandria, Virginia. Um, and this is our first year back post, I'm not going to say post-COVID because we are not post-COVID. Mm -hmm. Our first year mm -hmm. back in person since 2019. Mm -hmm. And the summit is a place for people who are passionate about sexual freedom to come together. Everyone is invited with the caveat that it is an 18 and up event. But other than that, everyone is invited. Um, and we want everyone's voices at the table. So the point of the summit is for people from all walks of life um, to come to the summit and meet one another and work together to fight for sexual freedom. Um, so we've got sex educators. We've got folks from the legal field. We've got sex workers. Um, we have folks working in porn or the adult industry, the sex toy industry. And then we've just got people who are like, I'm about sexual freedom and I'm happy to be here, you know? And so during the day mm -hmm. at the summit, we have a whole slate of workshops about all sorts of topics. And then in the evening, we do the celebrating, right? We do the learning and the work during the day and the celebrating at night. Um, we have a burlesque show every year called Bubbles and Burlesque, which is fabulous. Um, and this year we are also hosting a sexy storytelling show called Smut Slam, mm -hmm. which Yes. Yeah. I let me tell you something. Smut Slam <laughs> and Sexual Freedom Summit just hits differently than Smut Slam not at the Sexual Freedom Summit. You know what I mean? Um, so, um, mm -hmm. yes. So registration is open um, and they can mm -hmm. find more information about the summit on our website, woodhallfoundation.org. Um, really, really looking forward to the summit. Um, and I really want to draw people into the experience yeah. of a conference. I remember the first time I went in college, I think it was my first fully immersive sexual conference. And what's so amazing is not only the immersive learning opportunities, being able to select workshops all day long and like go room from room mm -hmm. and get that excited student feeling and get, you know, inspiration from unlikely sources, um, that immersive flooding of erotic education is in and of itself like a once in a lifetime or, you know, a once a year, perhaps many <laughs> times a year. It's a gift to yourself is what I want to say. Yeah. Um, and it can be a life changing one. But then to be in a crowd of people 
socially distanced perhaps, but to be in a, in a room, in a community of people who are all saying yes to sexual freedom, all saying yes to erotic expression. Mm-hmm. Um, it opens up a sense of permission and possibility that you then get to take home with you. Yeah. And if sexuality, you know, as a listener of this podcast, if sexuality is something you have geeked out on in your life, but primarily been alone with that mm-hmm. nerdery, um, so many of us are sex geeks, but in private. Yeah. If that is true for you and you want a sense of community, I really want to invite folks to consider this as part of their summer vacation itinerary for yeah. themselves. It might also be a career leap. Some people leave these summits committed more than ever mm-hmm. to sexual freedom and start um, crafting or shaping the work they do in the world. Um, but I really want to invite people to consider this and mm-hmm. know that the pleasure mechanics will be there. Yes. So you'll have a friend in the crowd already <laughs> um, and you'll get to meet some folks who have inspired you along your path. So I, please consider it. Yes, mm-hmm. I would agree. And, and you know, I think as as an organizer, I forget about that sometimes you know i forget how it was so special the first time i ever went to the summit and um as a volunteer you know and a a lot of the same people come to the summit every year and what we often Mm -hmm. say is it feels like a reunion and it feels Mm -hmm. a little bit like coming home um a homecoming yes 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 it's just you know you're in this bubble and i think you know the world can be a scary place and the world, for, from my perspective, got a whole lot scarier in 2016. And so these mm-hmm. spaces um, where we can come together and really be ourselves and be with people who not only have the same interests as us, as you know, fellow sex geeks, but also like have a lot of the same values and feel similarly to us, that is just really quite priceless. And so even if you came to the summit and you never went to a single workshop, I think you would find that being in community with one another is the best thing at the summit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not something that I as an organizer create. It's something that is created by virtue of the people who are there, um, who mm-hmm. are the summit attendees are some of my most favorite people. Um, I may be a little bit biased, but I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and it's so wonderful just to be in, you know, a ordinary hotel together and in the elevator and it kind of, it always gives me a sense of what the world could be like, right? And so the final question I want to ask you is, um, like, what would your ideal sex culture look like? What are some changes you would wave your wand, mm-hmm. your Hitachi magic wand and make? <laughs> um, but being at the summit mm-hmm. is an immersion in what might be possible amongst us humans. Yeah. How might we treat one another if we came with a spirit of curiosity and respect and reverence for the body and all the pleasure it can give us and the kinship and connection sexuality brings? Um, what if we centered that in our culture? So join us this August, mm-hmm. if you wish. And year round, we invite you to step baby steps into becoming a sexual freedom advocate mm-hmm. and activist, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like for you. Um, and it's almost more potent when it's personal. So mm-hmm. find your role within this. Um, and now I just want to kind of close out with what is one of your images when I ask about a world of sexual freedom, what might that look like for you? Um, Sounds really wonderful. Um, Mm -hmm. For me, a world with true sexual freedom 
means being able to be me and not having to fight for it, you know, mm-hmm. um, not feeling like I am constantly on um, the offensive and constantly mm-hmm. having to say, I have a right to exist. The people I love have a right to exist. Um, you know, there's, there's so much effort and energy to do that every single day. Um, and it's also a world without violence, you know, because of our sexual selves. Um, you know, I would love if things like Sexual Assault Awareness Month, which is what we're in right now, the month of April, um, didn't have to be a thing, you know? Um, that would be really such a gift. Um, and a world also where there was just acceptance, you know, where I could tell you about who I am as a sexual being and not be afraid of your reaction. And, you know, somebody can just say, I love you for who you are, you know? Um, it's mm-hmm. sounds pretty great. <laughs> mm-hmm. And from there, what might be possible? Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah. And thank you for everything you're doing and everyone at Woodhull for everything mm-hmm. you all are doing to bring us closer and closer to that world being a reality. Yeah, well, thank uh, you. Folks, check out. Yeah, check out links in the show notes page to Woodhull Foundation and all the resources they have to offer you and your invitation and your invitation to the Sexual Freedom Summit this summer. Mandy, thank you so much for joining us on Speaking of Sex. Yeah, thank you so much. I had a great time. Cheers. Big thanks to the Woodhull Freedom Foundation for all they do to protect and advance sexual freedom as a basic human right for us all. We encourage you to get involved. You'll find all of the links you need in the show notes. And if you're going to come out to the Sexual Freedom Summit this summer, please let us know. And if enough of you come out, we will coordinate a meetup and all raise a glass together as part of this beautiful community. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Sex. We will be back with you next week with another episode of Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. And as always, you'll find all of our offerings for you at pleasuremechanics.com. We'll see you next week. This is Chris from pleasuremechanics.com wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. Cheers. Cheers.